Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1999's Office Space, directed by Mike Judge and starring Ron Livingston and Jennifer Aniston. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, Wake and Fright. I had, I had like, for some reason, never heard of this movie, and then I saw, like, advertisements for it all over, like, my social media feeds. Yeah. And it looked amazing. I'm just sitting there going, I gotta see this movie, and I read all these reviews, and people were talking about it like it's a, just a stunning masterpiece. Uh-huh. It's got a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes nice. out of, like, 50 reviews. Is that out of critics or fans? Uh, critics. Whoa. So it's like, okay, well, I, I have to see it now. And Shudder was streaming it. This is a Shutter exclusive, right? I believe it is a Shutter exclusive. It's the yeah. one with um, ah, oh, who's in it? I can't remember. Well, it's 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 like so it was made in I think seventy one. Okay, okay. And like Shutter's the only service carrying yeah. it, and uh, like Eureka Entertainment and like Vinegar Syndrome are putting out like special edition DVDs. Okay, yeah. Of it. But like I watched it. Maybe I have to watch it again. Okay. Because it just upset me more than anything else. Mm. You know, I I understand why people think it's good. But but me personally, I'm just watching it being really unsettled by its content um, because for one thing, there's a really horrible sequence where like you're seeing kangaroos being butchered by these mm-hmm. people. Yeah, and um, and Donald Pleasance is out of control. Yeah, you know, like like just uh, I I can't even explain it. It's 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 definitely like a, a oh that's a right. thought provoking movie. It takes place in the outback, right? Yes. That's right. Yes, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, I've wanted to see this too. It's kind of like like uh, about the, the the subtext of it is pretty much like just the male psyche unleashed. Okay, and uh, boy, when you when you see it like kind of writ large like that, it's really haunting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, all right, great. Wake and fright. Great. Um, I watched. Don't look now. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, I have. With Donald Sutherland and Audrey uh, Hepburn, and I don't think Audrey Hepburn's in it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was it's, thinking of it's uh, uh, Jane. One. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember the the woman, the lead actress. Is it Julie Christie? It is Julie Christie. Yes, yeah, yes. correct. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be this revered horror story, and I don't. I didn't really like it too much. Mm. It w- they lose their daughter, and he kind of has a gift to see psychic stuff. And they're in Venice, Italy, and it's it's beautifully shot. It yeah. looks pretty good. It has that distinct seventies look. Right, it's a seventies movie. I mean, it's got Donald Sutherland as the lead. Right, but uh, it's kind of this weird gothic ghost story kind of thing, mind messing movie. Yes, uh, but I really don't see what's so special about it. I wasn't very scared by it. Mm. Some of it was okay. It was kind of drawn out, but I I don't see why people love this movie so much. Well, um, I. I, I just realized I hadn't seen it. I was I was confusing it with the other Audrey Hepburn film. Okay, um, and I although I have heard of it and I know that it's it is really revered. And there's apparently a controversy over whether like Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie were like really having sex on camera. It's a pretty explicit sex scene. Okay, and uh, you don't see it. Yeah, but I mean they're rolling around for about five minutes there, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I, I I wasn't quite into it. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I mean, Donald Sutherland's hair is good. Oh, but with the, is, it, is it all the curls and the mustache? <laughs> the curls and the mustache <laughs> all over the place. I mean, this is 1970s Donald Sutherland. <laughs> the one you want, yes, man. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> but I, I didn't see what was special about it. Because <laughs> he's just a hunk of man. But yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I watched. Nice. I wouldn't recommend it, though. Okay. Uh, so now uh, we asked the fans what they've been watching on Facebook. Mike said he's watched The Greatest Game Ever Played, The Help, 
facing the Giants and Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, that's a nice lineup. <laughs> are some of these like sports documentaries? Is that what they are? <laughs> they're, they're actually. No I, don't, I don't know, but but like the the they, they're all sports related. Certainly, yes. When I read the greatest game ever played, I kept thinking of like 100 awesome football moments from Train Spotting <laughs> yes, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Archie Gemmel scoring against Holland. Yep, yes, definitely. Um, so there you go. And um, we got some fan responses on the question of the weeks that we've had. Um, we've got some older ones here from What's Your Favorite Film About Witchcraft? Uh, on Twitter, at Rourke Lindsay said The Witches of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. We didn't touch on that one right. on the episode. That's a great movie, too. Uh, what is your favorite Michael Rooker performance on Instagram? Uh, we got Replicant or The Sixth Day. That's from Acremonia36. Mm. Um, I haven't seen either of those, but I know it's... Replicant has John Claude Van Damme, yeah, and the Sixth Day has Arnold. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen the Sixth Day. Yeah, so yes. you got Mike, Michael Rooker with Arnold and JCVD. I'm there. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> they, I think they're terrible movies, probably. But probably so. whatever. Yeah. And uh, then last week, what's your favorite John Carpenter movie? Here we go, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, we got Tenacious Eats says Big Trouble in Little China. At Mosmia Metal says They Live, and at Cinematic Respect <laughs> said. Impossible to break tie between the thing and they live. Can't choose. Okay, that's fair. Because um, and you don't have to break the tie. That's the great thing about art, right? Is that we're, yeah, we shouldn't be competing go. with one another. But yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they they live and the thing and Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, John Carpenter is is just. I mean, for forty years, mm-hmm. one of the best filmmakers in America. We said it last week. Yep. And then on Facebook, Alan says Escape from New York. Which, awesome. And Marty says, personally, I like Christine Can't Go Wrong with a John Carpenter-based movie on Stephen King's novel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. It's a good bad. math. Right. And most of Stephen King's good movies, based on his work, are directed by great directors. Yeah, of The course. ones that suck don't have great directors behind them. Right, right. So that's the secret, folks. Just like Maximum Overdrive, which is directed by Stephen King, you forget about it. No. <laughs> I love that movie, though, because it's so bad. <laughs> yes. Emilio Estevez fighting a Mack truck. Yes, a Mack truck with, with, with <laughs> a, a big, scary Mack face. truck. Yes. With a hobgoblin on the front. Yes. <laughs> uh, so thanks for all the responses, folks. Uh, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were coming out in droves. So now let's talk about 1999's Office Space, Dave. Yeah. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, so Office Space. Uh, This is a film in which kind of office drone work is parodied in some ways. We're treated to like passive-aggressive bosses and um, just like everyday life in corporate America Uh for the the kind of uh, rank-and-file, I'm assuming non-salaried employee Mm -hmm. uh, who just is going in and doing work that they never assumed when they were children they'd be doing and it's what we all do now so uh, we can all yeah. relate and this is why it's a cult film is because it's we can see ourselves and we can see our superiors in the film mm-hmm. i'm glad you brought up the cult status mm-hmm. because i know this movie has its detractors yeah they think it's meandering and not funny but i agree that it, if you can identify with these people in the movie yep then you will find a humorous right uh the boring monotony uh, the dread of going into work I know. on a Monday morning mm-hmm. because you don't want to be there. Every, <laughs> I've I've been there. I'm, yeah. I know you've been there. Of course. I mean, we worked at we still do work together. Yeah, but, we do. Uh, right. <laughs> um, man, I personally love this movie. I do. Too. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant, and I think it's a near perfect representation of what it's like to be in that position. 
I would agree, and it's totally relatable. Eighteen years after it's released, mm-hmm. I mean, like, like n- almost nothing has changed. Uh, like, we 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 know what that culture is. Like, the definitely Mike Judge understands what it's like to do a job that you, as I said before, never dreamed you'd be doing. Mm-hmm. When we're kids and we're asked what we want to be when we grow up, we all say astronaut or yeah. uh, football player or, you know, like... Firefighter. Exactly, so, you know, yes. It, what, I don't want to update software for the Y2K switch. No. Like, that's no. not what people say. No. <laughs> and they, they bring it up in the movie. I think uh, Michael Bolton even says yes. it. Like, if we listened to our guidance counselors, there'd be no one... To be a janitor, clean up all the shit, you know? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yes. I think I think that's when they're when they're when they're getting they're starting to get mad at the fax machine. Oh, I love the fax machine. Yeah, the, the fax machine <laughs> is a character in the movie, as we know. Um, the inanimate object uh-huh. that, that, that is uh, like giving you trouble, you know, at every turn. Yeah. Not only are the people driving you nuts, but the the computers and the yeah. machines you work with, you hate them. Yeah. You fucking hate them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> And there's little, there's like pockets of hate around every office. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's the fax machine, it's the copier, it's the, uh, it's your own computer, it's maybe your desk setup. It's also like like it's walking who into you the sit kitchen. By. Yeah, it's, you know, mm-hmm. pe- oh, it's people. Right, right. <laughs> and it's it's like the the the, the window uh, sashes that don't work. The the yeah. you know like like maybe maybe someone doesn't fill the coffee. You know, like like they're supposed to. Right. It's the little annoyances. The daily annoyances that add up, yes, and exponentially just make it worse. <laughs> and the little things, like in the movie, right off the bat, they show all this. It's the first five minutes. That's the traffic yeah. on your way to work. <laughs> it's hearing the annoying people in the cubicle next to you. Uh-huh. It's your passive aggressive boss, like yeah. you said. It's the fucking coffee's cold. There's a static shock on the door. The static every shock. day Ugh. he stops and looks at it, thinking, "All right, here comes the shock." Uh-huh. How many times has this shocked him? <laughs> Like, to where he stops and thinks about it every day. Yeah. I, that happens to me when it gets cold outside. Mm-hmm. I take my jacket off, and I'm like, fuck, here comes the shocks. <laughs> it's so true to life. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, there's, there's like, three main characters who we follow. Um, Ron Livingston's character, uh, Peter, is, uh, is kind of the protagonist of the thing. And he has two friends at work, two very good friends. Um, Michael Bolton, played by David yeah, Herman. yeah. <laughs> And Samir, played by Ajay Naidu. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are like long suffering together. They're just, just like software engineers. Mm-hmm. And they report to uh, Bill Lumberg, played by Gary Cole. Oh, yeah. He's like the vice president of this district. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Gary Cole's performance in this movie has is the, 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 uh, it's a character that's just launched a thousand memes, you know, yep. like over the years because like people just, uh, I identify so much. With this, with, with this particular brand of office asshole. Yep. You know, Gary Cole's performance is the best in the movie. Yes. Ah, it's hard to say a favorite character, mm-hmm. but honestly, I hate Bill Lumberg. Yeah. But I love Bill Lumberg. I love the performance that Gary Cole gives. Yeah. To make Bill Lumberg so hateable. <laughs> it's just, and it's not even like a pure, like, I want to kill this man hatred. Like, uh-huh. it's like, I just want to punch this guy once i know that's I know. just what i want to do it would make your life complete mm-hmm. to be fired after having punched bill lumberg just the one time yeah 
um, and maybe having it on your resume forever that mm-hmm. you punched a guy. Um, <laughs> like, like it would still like you, you'd be like, you know what? I can die happy. And I think that's you know what? Because how many people out there just want to go and punch their boss? <laughs> sure. There's probably a bunch. Uh, of course. And that that's kind of what Peter does in the movie. Yeah. Just he not physically, but he just you know what says, I'm just not gonna listen to you. Right. Who who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I know. Quit speaking in that tone and, oh, God, the ums and the yeahs and the, well, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> those things. When a boss doesn't want to be mean, but they are being mean to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they know it, but they're trying not to sound like it. Yes, they, they they know they can get away with this, and they instead of just being direct with you, they'll yep. put qualifiers on top of it, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah, that whole thing. Like uh, that, that's actually my favorite. Uh, even watching it this last time, my favorite kind of Gary Cole thing is the uh-huh. um and the yeah, but then also the. Ooh. Ooh. I I I mean, when he reacts, I to love something it. Something that is uh... when they're in the meeting with the Bobs. Yes, yes. And John C. McGinley says Peter's a great employee with upper management written all over him. Right. Gary Cole goes, "Yeah, <laughs> like that's." I'm gonna have to go and disagree with you on that. I'm gonna like, have the, to go ahead and disagree he... with you. I'm gonna have to go ahead and why can't you just say I disagree about that? Like adding that first eight words in front of what you're trying to say just. Makes you an annoying piece of shit. Yes, of course. It's of course. It's a the the movie's written brilliantly. Yes, the dialogue is near perfect. Each character's dialogue is true to that person. Like that type of person in real life would speak this way. Of course, which I think is brilliant. And Mike Judge, everything he does is kind of like an everyman kind of thing. You know, yes. a working Joe kind of stuff. And it's perfectly done in this movie. His palette is, um, or like his canvas, I should say, is mm-hmm. just like what we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 everyday life. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like, um, like not shopping malls, but there's like plazas. You know, like there's like we're, we're in yeah. suburbia. There's you know they're in a big you know an, like an office, office park, park, right? And there's big patches of grass between the giant buildings <laughs> where the the sewer water runs in or of whatever. Course. You know, like, right? <laughs> and there's it shows. The three guys, and then Tom, Tom Smikowski, right, is chasing him down. And he's like, "We're gonna get fired!" Blah blah blah. And it just shows him walk through this ditch, yes. like back to their from the TGI Friday stand-in, <laughs> which is all over those places, across the ditch uh-huh. to their building, and everything looks the same. And it's it's pathetic, kind of. Yeah, uh, it, and it's so real. I love it. And that, exactly, we love it, but we're uncomfortable because it's yeah. like holding up a mirror to what our lives exactly. Have it's like, like wow, oh my Ooh. god, look how homogenized and and white bread all this mm-hmm. is, and and this is just what and this is considered making it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we're successful. We finally made it. Yeah, yeah, right. Because we get to wear a tie mm-hmm. and we get to make a decent living mm-hmm. <laughs> doing this work that we don't really like. Yeah. You know? And there are people who like that. Yeah. And they're in the movie, too. Like, they're just side people in the office. Oh, sure, right. I, the one guy I love, he has no lines in the movie, but whenever they're holding the big meetings with all the staff together, yeah. and it's showing the like audience looking at Lumberg speaking, there's always that one guy with the glasses just nodding, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's really into it, you know? Like, that guy <laughs> exists, you know? <laughs> he does exist, but, like, like, do you believe him? I mean, do you ever believe him? I don't. I think I believe that guy. Okay. All right. Unless he's just a kiss ass. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, there's that dude who comes to work every day. (laughs) So happy to be 
hearing the sputum come out of Bill Lumberg's mouth. I see, okay, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> no, you're right. It, as far as, as in the Office Space universe, maybe this guy is believable. Okay, um, but it, it's but it's still like if you think about like what it'd be like in real life if if there was a Lumberg figure and there was this guy, mm-hmm. like immediately I hate this person. Oh yeah, I you know, hate I, that guy too. I, I, just, I just think to myself, you are full of shit. You don't really care. Like like. I'm instantly annoyed. Right. You know. And you, you know what? It, like, they're real. They're realistic. But mm-hmm. they're also, like, caricatures of these stereotypes. Right. You know? They've, they're taken kind of far. Yeah. Like, this guy, maybe he wouldn't be this enthusiastic about Lumberg. Maybe not. <laughs> or, like, um, like the neighbor, Lawrence, yes. played by Dietrich Bader, <laughs> who I love. He's... He might be my favorite character. Lawrence is awesome. But yeah. he's such an everyman Joe. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm doing the drywall at the new McDonald's. You yep, know? yep. Everything he says seems real and true to this character. But then he's <laughs> also like like hyper stylized as this guy, you know? Yeah. And that happens the... with every character in the true. movie. Especially with like the costuming, I mean, like the yeah. the, the hairdo they've put on Lawrence. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just like you know the the most stereotypical like you know, uh, well the, the you most know what, horrible mullet you've ever you seen. You know what Dedrick Bader said to Mike Judge? He like he he designed the guy. He was okay. like, I want this guy to look like he listens to the Allman Brothers. <laughs> okay. And, and then he came in with the mustache, like okay, all that. Like yeah. he was like, that's the guy. You Sweet. know, the jeans with stains. You know, sure. he's got the bottle opener on his keychain. Oh yeah. You know? And and even like just little things when he's getting beer for Peter, he's like, "Oh, it's all right, I got it." Peter hands him the bottle opener. He's like, "No, I got it." Yep, that's something a normal dude would say. You know, it's perfect for that character. It's almost Mike Lee. You know, yeah, like it's in, like Mike in, Lee. in the reality of the of the situation. Just Mike like these Lee little, and Mike Judge. Yes, why not? <laughs> that would be great. I mean, English working class with American working class. And and <laughs> and if it was like like. Mike Lee's office space who just like this this gripping Ooh. drama Whoa. Of, of where it's like Vera Drake you know but but it's these same characters you know like if, if you just tweaked it a little bit you could have that you know Bill Lumberg in a Mike Lee uh, movie I mean Bill I mean, Bill Lumberg his he's so self-serious you could see him in that in a different situation like that where everything is just a little grainier you know God yeah. David Thewlis is Bill Lumberg <laughs> oh I want this right now. I want this movie Man, right now. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Or like even Tom, he's like, there's always that nervous dude yeah. at work who's yeah. worried about his job. But like they make him over the top too. Like when he's in the wheelchair, it's cartoonish with yes. all the casts he has on him. Like, and the big neck brace. And yeah. The, yeah. Like the movie, they're real, but it's a caricature right. of that person. Right. Which I think is great, which makes it the parody, like you said. It's almost a satire on office life. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's what that's what keeps us laughing, I guess, is because mm-hmm. it's so outsized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, like even even Michael Bolton's, um, <laughs> like his 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 mannerisms, the way he behaves at the office. Uh-huh. I mean, like, of course, like these kinds of outbursts just wouldn't be tolerated by anyone. Yeah, just screaming "fuck shit, motherfucker!" Exactly. Like, yes, yes. yeah, in the PC middle of load letter. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? You can't you can't yell. What the fuck does that? That's mean one of my all time favorite lines. Actually, <laughs> PC load letter. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> We've all seen similar error messages yeah. and not not comprehending. What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. You're telling me nothing here. And th- and then you hit the button and, and you you want that message back. Yeah. Um. Because it was like, oh, oh, I I need that hint again. It, it, almost, <laughs> almost like like in a video game where where, where a, a useless bit of something right. Like it was and supposed to lead never, you nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the plot a little. Yes. Um. So these three men hate their jobs. <laughs> 
um, Peter is in love with Jennifer Aniston, who plays Joanna, yeah. who works at Tchotchkes, yes. the, the TGI Friday stand-in. Right. So Peter goes to a hypnotherapist because he hates his job, and the the therapist dies of a heart attack mid-hypnosis. Yes. So Peter's feeling great, and he just decides to kind of just not give a shit. And this is the thrust of the movie. Yeah. He doesn't go to work when he's supposed to. No. And everyone's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's like, nothing, man. I feel great. <laughs> Why didn't you come in? I didn't feel like it. You know? Everyone wants to do that. Of course. Um, yes. And then also during this, there's the Bobs are come. They come into the office. Uh, Intertrode is the company. Yeah. So th- they hire these consultants to kind of get rid of waste and make it things more efficient. <laughs> Basically firing people who don't need to work here. Yes. So Peter impresses these people. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the two the two consultants, the Bobs. Let's talk about the Bobs, yeah. yeah. It's John C. McGinley and and one of the dudes from Cheers. Uh, like, he played Paul on Cheers. I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, but he they are there to... Um, it's Paul Wilson. Paul Wilson. Plays Bob okay. Porter. Yeah. Um, they are efficiency experts, and they're there like to come into your office and figure out what's wrong with your with your processes, mm-hmm. and you know like start trimming the fat. Some um, they are in 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 many ways like justifiably hated, but in other ways, right. Like you you can understand why their job exists because of course there's a lot of useless people in the office. Yeah, uh, people who aren't like actually contributing anything, and they've just been sitting there for decades, uh, not actually doing any consequential work yeah um and that's what the bobs are there for just droning on yes um they're finding the little weaknesses in your business practice yes and uh they think peter's great because he's a straight shooter Uh he comes in after his hypnosis and tells them yeah i just basically stare at my desk all day (laughs) because no one because i don't give a shit he he run he goes the rundown of like what he does on a daily mm-hmm. basis and he's just completely frank about yeah well I usually come in a couple minutes late and yeah I I, I, I you know hide down so that Lumberg <laughs> right. won't see me he's the side door yep. yeah and and then I'll uh, you know like just stare out the window for however long and, uh-huh. and you know like and it, it all culminates and I probably do about ten minutes of actual yeah. work, <laughs> you know every day yeah um and they are like. They don't know quite how to react to it, but like McGinley just goes, uh, Peter, can you just maybe like, you know, yeah. humor us a bit here? <laughs> and their assessment is uh, not only is like what Peter does maybe not 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 very useful, but also that because Peter was brave enough and mm-hmm. brazen enough to yeah. like, you know, be this frank about it. This guy, he's going places. Right. They don't want people to come in and feed them all this bullshit because they they know of course they've they've ran all the reports they know they know people do what peter does yeah you know they're not stupid and then uh peter tells them like it is and it's just like you know my only motivation is not to get hassled by my eight bosses which is so perfect Uh because like like so many people struggle with that uh, of just like reacting to things in their work mm-hmm. um they they you know i got yelled at last week for not doing this so i'm gonna just do this make sure that that person doesn't yell at me uh-huh instead of like actually thinking about like what you're doing and whether it's contributing anything and maybe thinking of better ways to do it mm-hmm. it's just totally reactionary because there's a lot of bosses out there who unfortunately you know like behave this way toward their employees yeah they look for any little weakness and any little mistake and then they just pound you for it mm-hmm. um completely uh like like taking out any any creativity that this person might have had because you are so goddamn high on your on well, mm-hmm. oh I 
Of course. Yeah. The reason I'm getting upset is because I love Office Space. Yeah. And, and, and I, it, it, when it holds up a mirror to, to your own life, mm-hmm. you, you immediately recognize it and you start to apply it yourself. So then they're going to give him an upper management position now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With four people directly reporting to him. Let's talk about the the performance of the Bobs real quick. Like, Of, of course, oh, yes. John yes. C. McGinley is really good. Whew. He's intimidating. Because, <laughs> you know, he's a big dude. Yeah. And he's got... I mean, his face can be very frightening. Of course. Um, even when he's laughing. Like, he's an imposing figure. <laughs> <laughs> but not in, like, a traditional sense. No, you know, he's no. kind of goofy looking, too. Yeah, when he when he's when he's when he's like um, when he's smiling and he's laughing, it, it there, there, there's something about the way he's sitting in the chair, yeah. like mm-hmm. like because his his torso is still very upright, yeah, and yeah. he's got those suspenders <laughs> on, a, on a short sleeve shirt. Right, it looks like he's a, he's either going to laugh at something you've said, or he's going to reach across the table and grab like, you. Like the scene when they're talking to Michael Bolton. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> he's like uh, Michael Bolton. Um, he like kind of gets excited, like oh Michael Bolton, yes, the singer, and like he kind of <laughs> asks me, he's like uh. So you related to him and his like tongues kind of going back and forth like, ooh. I know. Like, I know. And like he's waiting for him to respond. Like they ask him what his favorite song is of oh. Michael Bolton. And, he, and you know, Michael Bolton, the character is sitting there like, uh, like he doesn't fucking know. No. He hates Michael Bolton and he only listens to gangster rap. So like he does not know a single song of Michael Bolton. Yes. And so he's like, uh, you know, and like John C. McGinley just sitting there in suspense, like looking at him like, all right, like. Is he going to beat me up if right. I say the wrong thing? Right. Uh, and Michael Bolton says, I guess I like them all. And he goes, oh, God, yes, I'm the same way. You know, <laughs> like, <he's> just like <laughs> he goes from it looks like he's going to kick his ass <laughs> to like overjoyed. Yes. <laughs> and he goes into this whole rant about like uh, about like how great Michael oh, Bolton is. I celebrate his entire catalog. I celebrate his entire catalog, <laughs> w- which has has like just become something that a line that, that has been in my head ever since mm-hmm. I saw this movie, and, and I, I kind of apply it to life in almost everything <laughs> I see. I love the choice of word celebrate. Yes. <laughs> Like, not like I enjoy, but like this man takes it another step. Of course. Like he probably listens to the albums on their anniversary of their release date. You know, like he is on top of this. I know. I know. (laughs) And, and, and it's Michael Bolton. Yes. I mean, like, like, like universally uh, thought of as, as just adult contemporary wallpaper. Yeah. That that, that has no value. And, and this, both him and the other Bob are, are, all just they're all over, about it they're over thrilled that yeah. they've met someone with the same name as michael bolton like, <laughs> and they're envious of him for having the name and also like boy it must be really something for you to have that name and and you must really love michael you must Bolton's really music. love it what a dumb conclusion to exactly. jump exactly that's a leap man mm-hmm. i mean come on <laughs> I mean, if my name was, uh, you know, like Paul McCartney, that doesn't mean I like the Beatles. I mean, I, who, who, Dude, I have a friend, his name's Brian May. Uh, yes. And, uh, yes. <laughs> so we're, we, we would always joke like, yeah, do you write a new song for Freddie today? Like we just say stuff like that. Yes. It, consequently, he's a huge fan of Queen. Of course. And my buddy's really good at guitar. So yes. It's pretty awesome. I'd love to hear him <laughs> sing 39 someday. Oh. You know, I, I, it would be great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, John C. McGinley's great in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the bobs are good. Yes. And um Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Um this one and uh About a Boy are probably my favorite movies that she's been in. Um like she's kind of perfect for this role. Yeah. And uh like her role is is just she she's she's dealing with workplace bullshit in another 
right? It's arena. It's the you know? same shit in yeah. a different place. Yes. You know, it, no matter where you work, you have a boss you hate. Yes. Unless you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Or you have asshole coworkers. Right. You have to deal with people you don't like. You got all that stuff. Right. No matter where you work. I think that's why they have her character in here. Right. Because she's dealing with the same bullshit. And it's and wherever you work, even if you're a waiter somewhere, it's it's become completely corporatized. If you're mm-hmm. at a place like like Chachkis, yeah, um, you know oh, they're man. they're wearing the suspenders. Um, and y- if you've ever been to a TGI Fridays, you know about flair. Yep. Um, I, I recognized it when I was a kid and the first went to a TGI Fridays. I, I would read the buttons on the waiter's yep. outfit when, when they were, you know, taking our order. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know it was called flair. I didn't know that it was mandated by the corporate office. Uh-huh. Um, and in this case, her boss played by Mike judge himself yeah. in oh, a wig and Stan. mustache. Stan. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's, uh, wants to talk to her about her flair. Did you know he he casted someone to play Stan, but no. the guy wasn't pulling it off right. Oh, he was he, like he couldn't do it, and he was like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna do Stan." Good, which he's perfect. He is. It's like, the same condescending, like passive aggressiveness. Yes, he's asking her, "Well, don't don't you want to express yourself?" Brian over there has 37 pieces of flair, <laughs> and the minimum's 15, right? You're supposed it's to have a, 15. Yeah, buttons. and she's like, "Well, I have 15." He's like. Oh. Like he's, yeah, and she's like, "Well, you want me to wear more?" And he's like, "Well, I want you to express yourself." And she's like, "Okay, so more." And he just kind of looks off to the side and it's like, <sighs> "Like, <laughs> just say it. Just I know. say yeah. you want her to wear more." Exactly. And she, when she quits her job eventually, she's like, "If you want me to wear more than fifteen pieces of flair, then make the minimum more than 15. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's so goddamn uh-huh. simple. Yep. You know, like, and 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 corporations that make these kinds of decisions the same idea of like making making the people sing at cold stone creamery oh god if you put a tip in the jar <laughs> fuck that i mean like <laughs> and, and i was driving by jiffy lube the other day and some poor bastard is out there waving a flag yeah yeah you know like trying to get people to do oil changes i mm-hmm. mean do you have any consideration for the people who have to actually endure this bullshit <laughs> like like it's so thoughtless and 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 just a soulless committee thinking Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're absolutely clueless about what real people need. Um, did you know TGI Fridays changed their flair after the movie came out? They, well, they got rid of it because <laughs> they got rid of it in 2003 oh, because, because of this movie and the negative response to the flair. You know, good. Mm-hmm. It's good that they don't have flair anymore, but how spineless is, is Max Friday or whoever the hell runs <laughs> TGI Fridays? <laughs> you know, like the idea that you change your policy that you had yeah. obviously no conviction on to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you did it, but but you just did it because just like anything else, just like a bad boss, a reactionary, you uh-huh. know, like like a knee jerk, you know, thing to to outcry. Ugh. Yep. Wow. And even the TGI Fridays, we've talked about how realistic these sets and locations are. Like, yeah. they, they've got like the trumpets on the wall and <laughs> just all this bullshit margarita posters. Like, right. Lizards with sunglasses. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Lizards with sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a bear carved out of a tree stump holding a guitar. <laughs> yes. Like, oh. that's exactly. Yep. Isn't it wacky? Yeah. Oh, look, look at our flair. <laughs> yeah. F- fuck that. Make me food that tastes good. Thank you. How about something that didn't come out of a goddamn can? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and since we talk, we're talking about Jennifer Aniston. Like you said, this is one of your favorite movies of her. Like yeah. I think it's a great performance from her I do too. too. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's actually a really good actress. Like, I like in everything she does, she's good and she's talented and she's naturally funny. 
She like, yeah, even comedy? on Friends, yeah, like know. she was really funny. I know. Uh, but yeah, in this movie, she's great. She's perfect to play Joanna, and, and she's she's like just the perfect that girl at the restaurant who, of course, you'd come in there every day to to to. Now it's a little creepy that Peter goes in there for <laughs> close to six months and just stares at her. Um, yeah, you know, but. Peter's not a creep. He's just he's just being mistaken for one. You know when they go there and Samir's like, why don't you just go talk to her? I always think of Wayne's World when when Cassandra says that to Garth. Of course. Why don't you just go talk to her? Just go talk to her. <laughs> and then Foxy Lady comes on. Yes. Oh, I always think of that. I'm waiting for Peter to put a quarter in the jukebox and start humping the and start air. start thrusting his yeah. hips. That's right. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Samir a little bit. Absolutely. I love Samir. Yeah. Let, we're... I've been talking about like the realism of the movie. Like he is, <laughs> he's realistic more than anyone because he's always like his character is thinking realistically too. He's like, <laughs> Peter's like, what, what would you do if you're working here for the rest of your life? Uh-huh. And Samir says, it'd be nice to have that kind of job security. Like he's such a good pragmatist. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> right. but that's realistic, man. Yeah. People like people want that. Not, not everyone hates their life. And even, even if you, like even in some measures, we want that. Yeah, it, it is nice to know that I'll have this job forever. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like I—I I mean, my life won't change. Mm-hmm. I won't have to deal with like the open mo- job market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even if I don't really care for what I'm doing, um, boy, that that would be cool to just be able to just have this forever. Yeah, I'm glad they have someone in here who speaks that. Yes. And not just everyone in here is like fuck this job. Right. You know, right. he likes it, and the only reason he goes with their plan is because. They con- he convinces him because he's losing his job. Yes, he even brings that up later when things go to shit. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you messed with my head because I knew I was losing my job, and you got me to do this. I've never done anything wrong in my life. Right, and even when like it's it's when when it looks like the efficiency, like when the bobs are gonna like you know cut these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Peter's like, you know, what, what are you going to do? Go home and get your resume together so you can get another, st- you know, like terrible job like yeah. the one you have. And he goes, yeah, that's right. If I'm lucky, right. You know, he yeah. he's, he totally understands like just the you know our modern society Mm -hmm. you know and i love his response to the what would you do if you had a million dollars he says you know what i would do i'd (laughs) invest it in mutual funds and i like yeah like he's talking about diversifying his portfolio and i take it to my friend asadullah over in you know uh, mutual. you know yeah yeah yeah. he's like he's got this it's it's not i take i go stay at a five-star resort he's thinking like critically right Dude, I love Samir when he does those breakdance moves in the apartment after they're, they're, they do their scheme to steal the money and they're celebrating. Like, it's playing whatever the, the song is. Uh-huh. Still, yeah. I think by the Ghetto Boys. Yeah, yeah. And man, he's just in there. They're all wasted and he's doing spins and shit. It's so great. And his, his shirt's unbuttoned with that wife beater and he's just getting down. I love it. Anyone who has, who's like shockingly good at breakdancing. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'm still to this day after all this time I'm I'm just blown away by it. I think what I love about it is because it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and you're like, all right, this guy, wow, this guy's got stuff going on besides his work. You of know, course. like he's he can do this, man. He's this guy's awesome. It's it's impressive <laughs> yeah. athleticism because it's in Peter's like living room with a coffee table there. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that guy's ripped too, man. Because yes. that shirt's yes. unbuttoned with that wife beater skin tight, and oh, this man. guy is like chiseled. <laughs> And you've got to be strong to do these kind of spins. He's yeah, he is like as good as Pop and Pete, you know. Like, yes. and, and and you're right. Wow, Ajay Nadu, what an athlete! It's awesome. <laughs> um, and and the the scheme that they that they are celebrating is is the they 
after the Bobs uh, like decide that like Michael and Samir are are not really you know yeah. like necessary. Um, Peter, who has been who is going to be promoted to a, a management role because of the Bobs, mm-hmm. um, like tells Michael that this, this this sort of scheme that he's been alluding to throughout the movie is something that they should do, which is to like uh, take all these fractions of cents that are rounded off yeah. uh, and written off, you know, by the computer. It's like Superman um, three. It is. It's- <laughs> <laughs> and and like the, the 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 concept is not new. Both it was from Superman yeah. three, and also just like it was in Mash as well. Yeah, and a bunch of hackers did it in the seventies. Yes, and, yeah. It's it's a it's concept a known new, as salami yeah. slicing, oh, yeah. where you, where you're stealing a little bit at a time mm-hmm. so that no one notices. And uh, you know they they're, they're they're celebrating because they're going to actually do this uh, the day they get laid off, and you know load this into the into the uh, mm-hmm. mainframe of, of of the company's uh, computer system. Yeah. and it's gonna like you know make them rich over time. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for them. Uh, Michael's programming is a little off, mm-hmm. and uh, they steal about three hundred grand uh, the first day. Yeah, that's not good. No. Um, let's talk about the sequence. Yeah, there's a montage to this. Uh, what what song is it? I can't even remember uh, well, this it, song. Is it maybe it, this? I don't know. It's not damn it because damn it feels good to be a gangster is when Peter is like you know enjoying Hypnotized his time and he off. Gets off. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Th- this one is uh, <laughs> it's the back up in your ass with a resurrection. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, mo- you know. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back up in your ass. With the re- <laughs> God, I love that. And that's the one Samir is breakdancing. Yes. Uh, but yeah, they like they do. Uh, they're like handing a floppy disk back and forth to each other in slow mo. Uh huh. And like ejecting it in slow mo <laughs> from the PC. It's to this like hard gangster rap music. Damn, I'm such a G. That, that's, yes. what, that's the first line of the song. Yeah. 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 Damn, I'm such a G. <laughs> and like it's like like then the the thing ejects from a PC. It's uh-huh. like this little black three by five flop. And it's like the most gangster music you can think of. Right, right. But it's like this office environment with just white dudes. Like <laughs> and they're doing they're like doing the nerdiest shit. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. It's so funny. I know, and, and it's it's like there's freeze frames on, oh, on yeah. all their movements. Like at mm-hmm. one point, the, the like when the disc gets passed off, um, like from Michael to Peter. Yeah. Like he just like Michael just puts his arm outside the cubicle. Peter like has his arm out, and there's a freeze frame on the exchange of the disc. Yeah, like they hand off the disc to each other. Yes, and then Peter goes and loads it into his computer uh-huh. in slow mo, and then then they then it's done. Yes, and they come back and they're like, "Damn, that was kind of easy." <laughs> Which is really funny because it was nothing. No. It was like, okay, here's a disc, put it in that computer, done. They made it look like Mission Impossible, like, and yet, like this, yeah. this scene in another movie would be where you're loading your shotgun in the car, going to hit some boys, man. Exactly. Like, exactly. you don't. It's just like not in the, the right context, which makes it funny. And, and all the all the the, the 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 soundtrack of this movie, like most of it, comes from like. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's a Mike cool Judge's idea. like personal collection, man. Yeah, like it, this was what he listens to, and and it's something that like you know like when you watch Extract, it's all country and western music. Mm-hmm. In this movie, it's all you know like hip hop, um, and and in the in in the in the movie proper, like like Michael Bolton is is obviously a huge fan of, uh-huh. of like of of this kind of music. And when we're first introduced to him in Traffic, he's oh, sitting God. there listening to Tupac, and he's singing along with the lyrics. He like knows every word. He is like into it. Yes. Like he knows everything by heart, and he's like with conviction rapping it yes. in his car. I got my pistol point cocked. <laughs> yeah. the lay shots in the <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when he actually sees a black person uh-huh. like approaching his car, he quickly, he like, like subtly uh. rolls up the window because he's really scared. <laughs> he, he locks it yes. and then turns it down. Oh, oh dude. Man. Yeah. He's a big, <laughs> he's, he's a sucks, fraud. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, and, and 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 of course, it's 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 always funny when like like someone who has no conception of 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 like the thing that they're actually enjoying mm-hmm. is 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 like totally into it like this. And after they actually hatch the scheme, they they realize that they're uh, that they've stolen too much money, and now they have to kind of cover their tracks. Mm-hmm. Have we mentioned Milton yet? No. Shit. Personally, I don't like Milton very much. Oh, please uh, explain. Yeah, I don't know. He's just he's okay, but okay. I, I don't know. I he's not important to the main story, mm-hmm. but he he ends up you know making the conclusion happen yeah. to the story okay. by burning the building down. Yes, but all his stuff is kind of not relevant to the story. Right, but it is there. It's good. It shows like a different aspect of office life. Like, right, like he's the guy who is always overlooked. You know. Technically, the Bobs have found that he's been fired five years ago, but yes. there's a glitch in the payroll system, so he keeps showing up. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they fix the glitch, you know. Uh-huh. That scene drives me nuts. Really? Because Bill Lumberg and Dom, the other boss, are yeah. just like, oh, way to go. You know, right. We don't have to deal with it anymore. It'll just work itself out. No one would really do that. Like, I, I would hope they wouldn't. I think they would be like, Milton, you got to get out of here. But because these are like the caricatures of, yeah, of these yeah. guys, like they're just like, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because like one of the bods, like when when McGinley says we fixed the glitch, he yeah. gives air quotes. Uh, and what did they say? Like, hold on there, cowboy, or yes, something. He like yes. says something like, that. yeah, exactly. Hold on there, cowboy. We fixed the glitch, <laughs> meaning that like, and then the other Bob says, yeah, we like to avoid confrontation whenever possible. It's so dumb. Um, <laughs> I love I love it, but man, yeah, sometimes it, it gets me. I mean, like whenever if, if if such a thing was discovered, yeah, Lumberg or the HR representative would immediately go to would immediately go to Milton and tell him, here's the deal, right? Yeah, here's your severance. Get out of here. But it's a comedy and it's a satire. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, um, what, right. what do you think of Milton then? Well, I I I actually kind of do like Milton. Okay. Um, mainly because of just uh, I I've encountered this person at offices before. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> like just the, this this guy who who speaks above a whisper, but but st- you still can't like you, you cannot understand what he's saying because mm-hmm. he's talking too fast. He's talking very softly, and he never takes a breath. He's kind of mumbling almost. Yes, mumbling a lot. And the whole thing with the eyeglasses, with the big eyes behind. That's it, a good choice. I mean, yeah. like. Wow, I, mm-hmm. I, when you see a person who is unfortunately like that, magnifying li- glasses. I mean, God, they're not allowed to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a guy who's just on the edge at all time. I mean, like, like his life is so desperate, and it, so if if he actually lost this job, he's done. Like yeah, his yeah. his whole life is over, probably. Um, and I I love uh, the whole the whole line of you know like when he, when he's talking to Peter on the phone. And he's just and he's rambling on about like how you know. And then I told him that that uh, that I don't care if they fire me. And I told Dom too. I've heard that same mm-hmm. guy make that same speech. Yeah. Like when talking to me, you know, about like I told them that they can fire me and that I don't care. You're, you're full mm-hmm. of crap, dude. Of course you care. Right. Like this is this is you care a great deal. He, this guy would never get another job. No. You wonder how they got hired in the first place. I mean, like like what during the interview process with Milton would have told the interviewing manager. I need this. He guy. must have gotten hired for some different job and somehow got the job he has now. Maybe, like, yeah. He, he's one of those people. He's like, you know, a lifer yeah. at this place. Yeah. Who's somehow worked his way into a position he shouldn't be in. True. And that's why the Bobs are there to find these things. Of course, yeah. Because this stuff happens. Right. And <laughs> and it and sometimes the management of the place doesn't always have the time to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's a realistic character, but yeah. yeah. He's another caricature as well. You right. know, they all are. <laughs> and and like Lumberg's treatment of him, especially when, when they've moved him to the, the basement eventually. Yeah. They've moved him all over the office. Like they they've like, you know, I'm stacked papers need you around to move him. down to storage B. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
comes down there. Lumberg is eating his birthday cake, and and like Milton has been put into storage B, and like it's probably my favorite one of my favorite Gary Cole moments. He says, uh, I, "I'm gonna yeah." So Milton, uh, we've got kind of a pest problem down here. I'm gonna need you to get a, a can of bug spray, yeah, and a, a flashlight. Of- a can of pesticides. Yes. <laughs> the way he pronounces it is so great. And behind him, there's another door. It says storage A. Yeah. I love that. It's a good touch. And then Dom comes down like, we got a problem. Accounting is right. missing a lot of money. Right. And and, <laughs> and also, like, Lumberg factors into another another plot, another piece of the movie, with, especially with regards to Joanna, mm-hmm. because it's rumored that by this other guy, Drew, in the office, that Lumberg had a thing with Joanna previously before uh-huh. Peter. Yeah. And this Peter, like he can't stand Lumberg. No one can. Mm-hmm. And the idea of like his his girl, like like spending time with uh, with with Lumberg, just is is repulsive yeah. to him. Yeah, um, it's repulsive to all of us. And it's visualized. Oh God! In, <laughs> in a nightmare sequence. In a nightmare sequence that like I I still can't get enough of. It's Gary Cole, <laughs> shirtless, with a cup of coffee, holding oh. a female a woman's foot. It's probably Jennifer Aniston's it, leg. You it's think it's really it, hers? It, it okay. probably is. Okay. <laughs> it probably is. I don't know. And he's doing the same dialogue he does in the office. If you could just move a little bit. While to he's the like right. thrusting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can and see him. His, his chest hair is glistening. <laughs> it's disgusting. And he's holding a, a, a coffee mug in the other hand. He's got Jennifer Aniston's ankle in one oh. hand and a mug of coffee in oh, the other. Man. God, it's it's so gross. I know, I know. And then he sees Peter when he, he like, looks over. Oh, hey, Peter, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need you to give me those TPS reports yeah. ASAP. And then wait, he wakes up from the uh-huh. night. God, right, it's just... right. It, it's it's so perfect. It's great. <laughs> and the other nightmare sequence is funny too. Yes, it it's is. A, it's a judge, and he's like sentencing them to a hundred years in a pound me in the ass federal prison. <laughs> oh God, a pound me in the ass prison. Yes. Oh God. And then he says, "Peter, you are a very bad person." Uh-huh. And like that's the end of the dream. It's just right. These dreams are crazy. Right. They're funny. <laughs> and, and that that leads to like Peter. Um, he decides that he's going to take this, uh, like, like take the fall for this scheme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, 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 they clean out the account that they've been like funneling the money into. Peter gets like puts it in the form of traveler's checks, and he takes it over to Lumberg's office, slips it under the door with mm-hmm. a note saying, "I did this." Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, luckily, Peter does not get sent up the river. Milton uh, wants to talk to Lumberg about his paycheck, <laughs> and <laughs> Lumberg's not around, so he goes into his office, and then. It cuts to Peter driving into work, and uh, the building's burning down. Yeah. Apparently, Milton has burned down the building, uh, like he said he would several times throughout the film. Yes. <laughs> Every time one of these scenes of, you know, Milton getting shit on, uh-huh. he's like, I'm going to burn the building down. Yep. Like, yep. mumbling it. Like, That's yeah. the last straw. Let's the... <laughs> God. <laughs> After he tells them to get the pesticide, and then they just turn the lights off uh-huh. on him, you hear him right. say, That's the last straw. And, yeah. <laughs> and... One of my favorite little touches that I just noticed this time is Milton opens the door to the office. Peter had been trying to get that envelope back after he threw it in. Yeah. If he would have just turned the handle, he could have opened the door and got in. Oh, you know? man. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you always assume the VP's door is locked. Right, Because yeah. it should be, but uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah, and, and because the office burned down, it, it also burned down any evidence of the, uh, yeah, of the scheme. Of the crime. Right. Um, and, like... <laughs> Peter, Peter is has like decided because uh, Samir and Michael have gotten jobs at like a competing software place. Yeah, Intertrode or something. It's, yeah, I don't know. Th- they're in a tech, and Intertrode is yeah, the, is yeah, the, yeah. Is the <laughs> yeah is the other place. I love how they have the same names of that course. are just generic tech sounding names. Of course, it's, like, 
It's so good. Because there's a hundred of our company, too. Yeah. It's, you know? just, it's all bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. all the same. Right. <laughs> um, and Peter is now, like, working with Lawrence as, like, a construction guy. Yeah. Yep. His life is now complete because he's working outside and getting some exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we know just from, from life that eventually... Maybe maybe in another year he's mm-hmm. going to have the same problems yep. that he with this job that he had with the other job because that's just what life is. Yep. And have you seen the like alternate take of this scene? Yeah. Where the boss walks up at the end. Yeah. Because in in the final cut of the film, Blade Runner final cut of the film, <laughs> he uh, Peter and Lawrence are shoveling up the debris and like a man walks up behind him and they kind of look at him. Mm-hmm. It's like the foreman or whatever. Yeah. And you don't hear anything. It just like fades to the final scene of Milton right. on a beach. But like. <laughs> There's a bit of dialogue there, like the this guy, the foreman walks up and you hear him. He's like, "Um, yeah, I'm gonna need you." Like, it's it's the lumber. It's it's lumber so like, construction. Like right. you just said to your point, like this guy is here. Peter's gonna hate his job. Like, yeah, and it's not just because it's a lumber copy, right? It's just because you know everyone is gonna have a boss. Yep. Whether you like him or not. Yep. And Peter, you know, you might not be happy here. You've been outside for three days. I mean, and. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And 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 like it you're working for a living. Yep. Which which just in in some ways, I mean anything you do is going to be, you know, like uh hard for you sometimes. Well, mm-hmm. even if you're doing what you love. Yep. Yeah. So and then it's Milton's on the beach drinking Mai Tais and stuff and Yes. Apparently he found the traveler's checks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then burned the building to the ground. Right. <laughs> in a great move. Yeah. Yeah. Um and there was actually another deleted scene that I wanted to mention mm-hmm. um where you know, when Michael and Samir in the actual final cut of the movie uh, show up to the job site where, yeah, where, yeah. The, burning, where the burning building is being cleaned up, mm-hmm. um, like oh, they, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's a, yeah. it, the movie could have been a lot darker yes, uh, because like all they do is just talk to Peter and say, hey, you want to go to lunch? And uh, they we can get you a job. Yeah. We can yeah. get you a job over at Intertrode. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, no, I'm, I'm good where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. And they're like, okay, we'll stay in touch. In the deleted scene while they're talking, Michael says- so you go in a Lumberg's funeral, and yeah. Peter goes, "Fuck no, <laughs> God!" I mean, like he burned down in the building, he, like like Lumberg oh. burned. <laughs> It's something I kind of wish they would have left it in. Still would have, it still would have, it wouldn't have been a problem, but no. man, it totally changes the tone of yes. that scene. Yes, <laughs> like, completely. I mean, like, if you're thinking you, of, they're, they're culpable. Of course. They've committed a murder. Yeah. Right. The only reason this place is burned, well, I don't know. Milton, Milton burned didn't. it down. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I but, mean, it could be your fault too. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Everyone's at fault because yeah. everyone like like made this atmosphere to the point where like Milton <laughs> decided it would be good to burn the place down. He might not even have known that Lumberg was in it, but it happened. Like if if Lumberg hadn't have been cut off during his pesticide speech because of the money missing, Ma- maybe it wouldn't have. Yes. Had, I mean, who yes. knows? Jeez, <laughs> like, yeah. it totally changes it. Of course, <laughs> like, but it is funny because he's like, "Fuck no." <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, the first time I like maybe not the first time I saw this, but I'm like, man, I just want to quit my job and start working in construction right now. Of course, I really did. I know. <laughs> and at the time, like I was working outside, and all I wanted was to be in an office. Uh huh. You know. So that, that, that's what's so crazy about all of this is that, like, you know, like it's just whatever the opposite is of 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 right. you know. God, you always think something else. You always is think the grass is greener. Of course, but it's not. It's never I mean, it's is. the same like dying brown. Right. No matter where you are. I, that's right. It, it is, dude. No matter which yard you're in. Th- think about if, like, if 
well, what if someday we really got paid to do this podcast, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if, if we were making like what we do now for, for to just to do this. Like, wow. Wouldn't it be, we're thinking about like, oh man, that would wouldn't be so that be be great. Life's, our life's dream, you know? And then we actually get into doing it and it starts to feel like oh, work. We're, we're going to have Lumbergs. Of course we are. Yeah. It's going to so. be filled with Lumbergs. <laughs> it's now the film industry. It's going to be like, oh my God, we're going to be dealing with real shitheads now. We're going to report to like Chris Hardwick and shit. Oh, like, God. <laughs> you imagine Chris looking over your reports? <laughs> we'd have to send him a TPS report. Yes. And we'd have to communicate him through at the, midnight. The podcast stats. Ah. TPS. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Of course. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so... Anything else you want to say um, about Office Space? Wow, no, I, I, I really love this movie, of course, mm-hmm. as we all do, and and it's 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 been like, for me, Mike Judge knows real life more than almost any other contemporary filmmaker. I agree, um, mm-hmm. and he does it all through like, he he's never made a dramatic film, he's never made a dramatic TV show, and yeah. yet he just knows how to how to say. What he knows how to hold up a mirror to society through comedy, and mm-hmm. and it's it's he's really unlike anyone else. God, I'd like to see a drama from him. I would too, certainly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure it would be effective. Yeah, um, you take any of his movies, um, like and and I guess in some ways he does no drama because there's there's dramatic elements in most of his films. There is, and even in even in King of the Hill or his t- others TV shows. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's like you know heartwarming you know moments. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Would you recommend the movie? Um, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I, 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 this is a three stars and mm-hmm. a recommend. Yes. All right. I would recommend it. I'm going to give it four stars. Okay. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think it's brilliant. So yeah, four stars. All right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to iTunes, rate it, review it. Most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, we're on any other podcatcher of your choosing. So find us there or go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yeah, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Dudes on Movies, and we have our email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's right. Send us some emails, folks. Yes. And tell us the question of the week answer. Dave, what is the question of the week? Uh, The question of the week, what is your favorite TV or movie that Mike Judge has ever created? Yeah, he's done some TV work. He's Mm -hmm. done some movies. So let us know. Right. Uh, Stay tuned. Next week, we're doing 1992's American Me, directed by and starring Edward James Olmos. Mm -hmm. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.